welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy here. This is the Goalie Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have on Paris O'Brien. Paris is an Olympian. He's also played in the KHL. And Paris, I'm using my left hand to shake your hand because I'm rehabbing yeah. my shoulder. Great to have you all, my friend. <laughs> Good to be here. Thank you for having me. You got it's a little cold in the house. That's why he's got he's got a toucan. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's rock. Let's roll. Paris, first question. Mm-hmm. Your tattoo. What does it yeah. signify? Actually, Can you show I, it to um, yeah, it's a good question. I um I actually got uh, this tattoo here done when I was like 19. And, uh, I got it done with my dad. So we both have like identical tattoos and it means family or home in Chinese. And then uh, after the Olympics, I kind of got this dragon done. Uh, I played for the Chinese national team uh, for the Olympics as well as world championships. So it kind of signifies kind of my heritage, Chinese heritage with the dragon, as well as in Chinese culture, I was born the year of the dragon. So I've got the dragon here. And then on the inside, I got the Olympic rings kind of rite of passage, so to speak, with uh, Beijing 2022, the Olympic games that I played in. I even left room for the next Olympics. You never know. So kind of left room for that. And uh, that's pretty much my tattoo. Do that again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 Okay, that 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 is. I didn't know there was that much information in that tattoo. That that has yeah. to mean a lot to you, especially getting For a sure. matching with your dad. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was something that I think my parents were not really fond of me doing, wanting to get a tattoo, but uh, obviously, kind of have meaning behind it with getting with my dad, and then you know, with my culture behind it, getting something that signifies my heritage as well as you know, I guess my story, right? Yeah, yeah. Dynamite, dynamite. Next question. What's it like to be an Olympian? Tell everyone that. What what is it like to be an Olympian? To be totally honest with you, it's something that you don't really think about. You know, like for me, when I had the opportunity of uh, potentially being in the Olympics, it wasn't really something that I really thought that was possible until I got closer to the actual Olympic year. And then, I mean, to me, being an Olympian is just, it's a very special feeling. It's something that you kind of grow up and kind of, fantasize about you know one day obviously the big goal for me was to play in the nhl and you know playing the highest professional level and then it was kind of an added bonus to be in the olympics or get the chance to play especially that year being part of the home country you know and having that kind of heritage kind of tied in with it was really special so it means a lot for sure so we have a question from one of our goalie mindset academy members grayson and grayson plays at the delta academy Mm-hmm. Uh, in Vancouver. And he has a question for Paris. And his question was, how did the process work for Paris to be an Olympian? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good question. It's kind of a long story, but uh, and a funny one. Actually, I actually attended uh, Delta Hockey Academy uh, back in 2017. So I played for the U17 prep team there. And uh, actually, one after one of my practices, I uh, at the time, I'm not sure how the academy works now, but at the time we had morning practice and then we'd go to school. And uh, after my morning skate with the team, I got a text from my mom who received a phone call from a family friend of ours who uh, basically said that they have an extra skate at noon like this. And I think it was like 10, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at the time. And uh, basically said the next year goalie. So, and that would you be interested in coming out? So at the time it was at um, the 
Scotia Barn, I believe it was, you know, what they call it now, and uh, in Vancouver here, and basically went out to that and turned out to be like a Chinese kind of heritage uh, tryout that they were doing, that they were kind of hosting for that. Um, I had no clue what I was getting myself into at the time. Um, kind of went to that. I didn't really think much of it, you know, played really well. And it just so happened that Mike Keen was there and you just never know who's watching. Right. And I think one of the biggest things I took away from that moment, that experience was that you really just don't know who's watching, who could be, you know, listening to you or watching you play that. Um, so I played there, played really well. And Mike Keenan actually approached me after the skate. Um, basically from then on kind of big whirlwind of events happened. I got invited to go over to Finland to play for um, what they called uh, Kunlun Red Star. It was It's the organization that uh, basically our works was that China won the bid for the Olympics. And during that period, they had like five years before the actual Olympic Games started. So they wanted to basically bring in the best Chinese or Chinese heritage players they could across North America as well as Europe. So they created this junior team and then the professional team in based out of China and uh, to develop hockey players. And then from then on, I played to two years in the MHL, which is like the Russian Major Junior League. And then I played professional from 2019. I was 19 years old when I started pro until now. So last few years. And then the last two years, I've been in the KHL. And then obviously in the Olympics in 2022. So it's a huge kind of, huge thing that kind of spiraled into this big experience, what it is now and big whirlwind. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. Okay. Uh, so I got a, I got a question for you now. Yeah. Question. Now, if you guys, you guys may have seen in some of our videos where Paris, he lives close to me here in, in Coquitlam mm-hmm. and there's lots of, we're surrounded by, we're up in the mountains, we're surrounded by forest. Yeah. And so we've gone on hikes together with my son, John and, and Paris, I've been so impressed. He's elected to go barefoot on our hike. So I go to, John goes to, and we had that one time yeah. when it was cold out when we went Yeah, yeah. and then we were coming back and tell us about the experience walking over all those rocks with with feet that were basically yeah freezing no, it's, a, it's a good question i mean at, at first i was kind of skeptical what kind of benefits you could get from it but i think going walking barefoot kind of grounding so to speak is what what they call it uh, the term you know and um i think it's really opened my mind to being more present especially when we're doing hikes you don't really think about it when we're wearing shoes how protected you are and I think going barefoot really helped me like ground me to the present moment and being aware of where I'm stepping as if it's like a game when we play hockey, right? You kind of want to be in the moment and just focusing on the puck and the play and a way it's kind of translated into my hockey as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, you go through the uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Sure. So think about you, you, you want to reach your targets. There's going to be some uncomfortableness. You got to step out of your comfort zone along the way. The next is. I know you've been doing cold plunges for a yeah. long time now. And we're doing that at our, our upcoming seminars. We're doing cold plunges live at our seminars. Tell us about that. What what have you gotten out of the cold plunges? I, I think it's that, yeah, definitely that's another thing that Pete's kind of uh, opened my mind to. You know, obviously I've heard about the benefits like after our hard workout, soreness, you know, fatigue and stuff like that, that helps your body as well as just the mental toughness. And I've been doing it now for how long have we been? I started the same time about a year ago, about a year ago or like so like every day, almost that's been just cold tub every day. And it's been really, I think it's really helped just toughen my brain, you know, my mind. 
How many times have you touched hot water, like separate if you're washing your hands? Yeah. How many times have you touched hot water, like in a shower or, or hot tub in the last yeah. year? What would you say? Um, I think less now than previously last year, but I mean, I still do like Epsom salt baths in the cold in the hot tub. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh but you have so a hot tub. Do, That's different. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the tub in you know, like the bathroom. Yeah. I've used that and you put Epsom salt with hot yep. water. And I'll do like a cold tub and then go right into the hot tub after. I'll do okay. that just because on like a Friday, a heavy work day, you know, like today, yeah. and your body's feeling it, you know, and you want to get over that fatigue and kind of helps with the muscles as well. But definitely less hot water, hot water showers, I'd say, than okay. last year previously. Right? I've touched hot water twice in the last year. That's it. <laughs> well, They're both hot tubs yeah. when I was in California. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's all been cold. In the last month, I switched to the cold tubs, and it's getting colder every day now. Mm-hmm. It's down to like 13. It, is, it was 12 definitely. degrees yesterday. It was 13. It was a little warmer yeah. today, 13 for degrees. Sure, for sure. Right? So good for you. Good for you. Yeah. And do you notice a difference? Like when you, do you ever do them when you first wake up in the morning or oh, yeah. later in the day? No, I've done it usually first thing in the morning or sometimes in the middle of the day. But definitely, I feel like it has a bigger impact when it's the first thing in the morning. It does, doesn't you it? You don't think about it. You jump in the cold tub and then it kind of wakes up your brain, your body. Yeah. As well as you feel like you're, I don't know, like you're more powerful. Or you can conquer the day. Yeah, you, you can know? conquer. You've done something uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And and plus, it, yeah, it, it allows you to be more awake, more present, more mm-hmm. awake. Outstanding. Okay. What... On the mental side, is the biggest thing that you have learned from us working together? And like, would it yeah. be confidence? Would it be hype? Would it be routines? What What would the one thing that stands up the most? I think, to be totally honest with you, when I started working with you, I kind of went into it with an open mind. But um, after the last few months working together, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away was just building like a game plan, you know, and building this routine around, you know, how I should think before a game, during a game, after a game. To kind of prepare my body, you know, whether it's visualizing doing these confidence anchoring or hype level, you know, movements, you know, yep. to kind of pump myself up before a game, just little things like that kind of really helped my game overall, I think. But the big thing is just, yeah, creating a routine. Okay. That, yeah. Awesome. And now we're in the process of of certifying you yeah. to become one of our coaches. Yes. Right. Yeah, we we're are. working with younger goaltenders. So look for that in the future and tell us how are how do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Are you excited about that? Super excited. I think it's a really big kind of next step for me, you know, obviously continuing my pro career, but at the same time mentoring these kids that are up and coming and kind of help their game, like yeah. based off my knowledge and kind of giving it to them, right? Yeah. So it's really, it's coming full circle, it feels like. Yes. And I'm excited to, to launch that option. Yeah. In fact, we already have one student already because we're we're getting things mm-hmm. uh, rolling with that. So yeah, no, that's going to be, so you guys, so, so you want to look for that. It actually is on our, our website right now. And and there's there's good opportunities there for for goaltenders to you know do like the program that I have and get mentored by Paris through that that program. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. What else? What else have we done working together that you think the viewers should <laughs> that that um, will help them? I think the one thing that we've done just because we live close to each other that uh, a lot of people maybe even during your seminars like the yeah. the big thing is like I really want to do is the. Um, like we've done glass walking. Oh yeah, and, and really I'm not going to do that at the seminar. Just so yeah. you know, I, I could, but I'm I'm going to save that for later. We've done glass walking. Yeah, and yeah. then the um, fire walk was another one that we haven't done. We yet. haven't done it but yet, but you will. I'm looking forward yeah. to doing. Yeah. And it's something that you don't really think about could help, you know, overall game. But I think like the glass walking, for instance, or even walking barefoot was a great example for that. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same kind of mentality, uh, working on those things, the same things that you don't really think about, but really help kind of callous your mind, you know, they do. And they translate to hockey. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I am going to do an event here, but it'll be for older goaltenders for, for fire walking. We are going to do an mm-hmm. event in the next, uh, next 12 months for that. And the Olympics, the Olympics, what is the number one thing that the commonality between all the Olympic athletes that you played with mm-hmm. or played against or that you met, if there was one thing yeah. in common between all of them, what yeah. would that be? I mean, the Olympics obviously is a special moment where tons of fantastic athletes kind of gather. And it's very cool, especially in Olympic village when you're just having lunch and be able to see like Sean white, for instance, he walks by and you get to take a picture with him and whatnot. And, uh, it's pretty cool to be in the same room with all these fantastic, you know, athletes. But I think the biggest thing that I've kind of realized being able to participate in the Olympics is that all of us athletes, when you get to a certain level, we all start to develop the same kind of mindset around like the fact that we really wanted it. And we're like, I'm not really obsessed, but we're super passionate. You're obsessed. I would say you're obsessed. I think you're obsessed. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. It's good. It's good. If it's in the right direction. We're very you know, obsessed, like you said, with like honing our craft and finding any kind of possible way to fine tune our game to make it take it to the next step, you know, the next level pushing each other, you know, in a way, whether it's like watching another athlete, another sport, and you'd be like, wow, look at that athlete do something that's like fantastic. That's you never thought anybody could do that. And then you think with your game, even though you're not on the same field, it's like, how can I, you know, take it up a notch, you know? The Goalie Mindset Academy is an online tool built for goalies to help build confidence and consistency so they can take their game to the next level. Try a free 30-day trial right now at thegoaliemindsetacademy.com. Yeah, powerful stuff. Okay, and what's the one thing when we go over the the athlete mindset? What's the yeah. one thing from the athlete mindset that you felt has helped you the most? Um, I think honestly the what we talk about like the 23% rule Yep. That's kind of a big thing that I've been really focusing on now. And then visualizing, obviously, is a big key as well. And kind of something that didn't really work on a time, especially goalie-specific visualization before working with you. And then it's kind of just helped take that game, you know, up a notch. Got you know? it. Okay. I'm going to open up the questions here. I'm going to open up the questions here. Dane, what would you like to know from Paris? Dane. There is a competitor. Dane is a competitor. What's the biggest thing that you like to like remind yourself when you're in a game? The biggest thing, I think just focusing on the controllables. I think it's a big thing that I really focus on. It's something that you don't really think about, I guess, in a game, you kind of turn off your brain. But for me, it's kind of focusing on the controllables and just focusing on just the puck and the play and what's in front of you, right? Outstanding. Thank you. What is like the the your like best skill that's led you to like all the success? Like what what's mm-hmm. the like one thing that's led you to all this? It's a good question, actually. It's something I think I don't really think about until yeah, I guess you brought it up now. Um, I think the biggest skill is just it's something that we don't really talk about, but just keeping an open mind and kind of absorbing everything like a sponge. You know, whether it's a coach, a new coach, old coach, or anybody kind of in passing and whatever they kind of tell you that could help you. And you kind of put in your toolbox and you just absorb it because you never know when it could benefit you in the long run. Right. 
And and you have your hand up. And in Calgary. Um, like which goalie coach uh like has almost inspired you or helped you develop the most? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I've worked with I think my whole career. I started hockey when I was like six. I played minor hockey in Quillum and then I played at Delta Academy and then I went overseas when I was grade 12. So um, I worked with a ton of fantastic goalie coaches, pro as well as, you know, minor hockey goalie coaches. Um, I think the biggest one that kind of really helped elevate my game was uh, Lyndon San Martino. He's the goalie coach for UBC as well as the Victoria Royals. He's kind of helped me with the mental aspect of the game as well as technical and fine tuning things. Um, I mean, I've worked with also Pascal Volan, who's a fantastic goalie coach, uh, Joey Ali, great goalie coach as well, uh, Brendan Metz, who works with elite goalies, uh, Eddie Gway, another elite goalies guy. Um, yeah, I mean, all are great goalie coaches. And I think in a way I've kind of taken aspects of from their sessions with them and kind of implemented into my game and kind of molded into who I am now. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Good question, Ann, and I usually ask that question, but I forgot. I usually ask that question. Thanks for asking that. Jake? Have you ever scored a goal? <laughs> oh, good question. I think it's definitely on the bucket list. In road hockey? You didn't score road no, hockey? No, in road hockey. Right? Actually, the last time I scored a goal was like hockey four when you could like alternate between player and goalie. You know, that was like the last time I officially scored a goal in, in a hockey game, but Besides road hockey, obviously. I mean, no, but I haven't scored a goal in net yet, which is hopefully one of these days for sure I'm going to try. Yeah. How often do you work on your puck handling? There's a follow-up question to that. How often do you work on your puck handling and what do you do to work on it? Yeah, I mean, that's also a really good question. Um, I think every day that I'm on the ice, at least for 15 minutes, I'll work on a little bit of stick handling. Even if there's another goalie in net or when I have downtime, I'll be in the corner and I'll stick handle a little bit when I can kind of fine-tune that aspect but you know crucial i think as a goalie to be able to stick handle and you know be able to take take passes do you work on your shooting <laughs> um you mean passing but not really shooting from a long distance from net to net not very often oh, i used to work on it all the yeah. time i got the I point should, where i could, I could I put should. the puck from the far blue line i could fire it right yeah. over the glass yeah oh yeah right like oh. i would work on that i gotta work on that then <laughs> yeah 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 although it's it is more important to read the play and be able to pass well for sure yeah yeah but it's good marketing it's good marketing if they see yeah. you freaking fire for that sure. puck like that that's really good marketing it is i'm definitely have to work on that then yeah yeah i remember i played play against hextall right and he was like, yeah yeah you did an unbelievable mm-hmm. puck killer okay let's how was sawyer sawyer what question do you have for paris oh how was your experience of the olympics how did you feel how did I feel? I mean, it's one of those things in the Olympics that you kind of watch when you're younger and you always think like, oh, one day maybe I'll go there. But it wasn't really, I think, on my list that I assumed that could happen. Um, obviously, living in Canada, it's kind of difficult to be noticed by the national team. Obviously, I, I did get noticed by the um, Team Canada and for the Channel One Cup and I went to train camp with them. But um, that year of the Olympics in 2021, I it's kind of a feeling that you can't really describe. And obviously to go there and play in the Olympics is just, it's so surreal. Be able to play against like guys that you kind of idolize growing up on TV and playing the national hockey, like the Stahl, Stahl brothers that went there, as well as, you know, ex-NHL guys, um, just because that year didn't have a ton of NHL guys. 
but a lot of ex NHL guys, KHL guys that I played against when I was in that uh, in the KHL league that year. Um, but overall, it's just very cool, very very surreal. It's, words can't really describe the feeling. You know. There you go, outstanding. Oh, and how how was it in Russia? How was it like playing in Russians? Like, what was? Yeah, I'm sure they're interested. Like, what were there big differences between here as mm-hmm. far as like the food and obviously the language yeah. and stuff like that? But were there were there big differences? Sorry, says thanks sure. by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of differences. Like for hockey, for instance, the ranks now in Russia are becoming NHL size, so everything's very similar. Like the puck and the play are the same as here. Oh, they're they're not Olympic size anymore. No, they're starting. Really? They're, they're changing things now, so it's now NHL size. Wow! And then wow. the only yeah. the only big difference I think I noticed besides uh, that in the KHL level is just there's more skill. There's less fighting or like hitting. Yeah. Obviously, a little faster pace. Um, they're. I mean, overall, it's it's fantastic hockey. I mean, you got a lot of guys that play in the NHL and want to play in the KHL next year, and then they go back to the NHL. Yeah. So the competitive level is just it's phenomenal. Good. D- Dylan had a great game yesterday. Yeah, I he, saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, good for him against Lokosk. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, besides that, there's a lot of differences, obviously, with the language, the food. I had to get used to a little bit, you know, with borscht and different kind of meal plans that they had uh, offered us. You know, as the team, and then obviously we also get like Western nice food as well. So, you know, kept it you know close to home, which is nice. Yeah, that's great. Any K- KGB? No KGB <laughs> stories. I've heard stories okay. from some guys. But... <laughs> I'm just joking. You ever heard of the KGB knock knock joke? No, no. Okay, I, I won't do it. Okay, you haven't seen that in the Office? No, I haven't. No. Okay. I I don't watch the Office. Pete. Okay, uh, there you go. Anyway, so so on the Office, he goes. You heard the KGB knock knock joke. He says no. He says okay, we'll go ahead. So the guy goes yeah. knock knock. Mm-hmm. No, so so he goes knock knock, and you would say what? Yeah, who's there? Who's there? And then he slaps him. And he says, "We will ask the questions." <laughs> Anyways, I wouldn't. I won't slap. It's a, a dad's joke. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Okay, outstanding Paris. So look for Paris as one of our powerful certified coaches right you want mm-hmm. to work with an olympian you want to work with someone who's played in the in, in the khl paris is going to be fantastic for you guys to work with anyways lots of great stuff coming out the other things too is if you guys have players on your team we mm-hmm. recently launched this book hockey mindset secrets not for goalies but for players for players because they, they need a lot they don't know it sometimes mm-hmm. but they need do you put any a lot of uh, goalie secrets in there, Pete? No, no. I kept that. So, no, we're not letting <laughs> yeah. them know that. Not at all. Okay. Andon, question. Uh, I was just going to say, Pete, you should make a, a mindset book for coaches so they know how to treat the goalies, yeah. you know? Yeah, that would be really, <laughs> yes. really beneficial. I, I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That That is necessary. I, yeah, that'll be one of my next books probably. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm going to do that. Thanks for the suggestion. Look at Sawyer. He's like, amen. All the time. It doesn't matter. I'm dealing with goalies in the Western Hockey League Pro. And I, I hear it's the same. It's yeah, the same. It's they the same everywhere. Yeah. You, 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 oh, yeah. Like, experienced coaches. What about Mike Keenan, though? You played for Mike Keenan. How was he? Yeah. he? He had changed by then, though, hadn't he? You uh, guys no, heard he of Mike Keenan? Very, yeah. You guys heard of Mike Keenan? Iron Mike? Yeah, Iron Mike. Well, Dr. Hook? He played in the NHL or coached in the NHL for how many years? Like many, many years. Dominic Hassick at Belfast. Yeah, coach. He was with the Canucks for a long, long time. And yep. then, yeah, but he's a super, super tough coach, kind of old fashioned, kind of stuck in his ways a little bit, but really good guy. Almost like he had a dual personality. Like you meet him in the hallway and be super nice, you know, welcome, open arms, and then you get on the ice and it's just 
is super puts, hard. Puts yeah. a switch on. Yeah, yeah, puts exactly. Puts a switch on. Yeah, but business. He's a great coach. Yeah, definitely is what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And is that another question? Oh, no, no that's still up. Okay, okay. Oh. Just wondering. Okay. We're running out of time here. Anyone else have any other questions? Great job, guys. Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. This is the Goalie Mindset Podcast. Thanking the great Paris O'Brien for hopping on the podcast today. Thanks, Paris, for coming on, my friend. Thank you, Pete. Powerful, powerful, powerful.